Blog Talk Radio.
happy Tuesday, everybody. You know what time it is. It is time for Scoop Radio. We've got a really, really great show um, scheduled for you guys tonight. Kels is still mm-hmm. vacationing. Like, I'm going to be like Kels when I grow up because she's Pretty been much. kicking it this time. But <laughs> I'm here for it. It is well-deserved. So live your best life, sis. Um, but in the meantime, me and Wynn are going to hold it down for y'all on this Tuesday. And I have a oh. feeling going to be a really great show, <laughs> regardless of Kale's being here or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So without further ado, y'all know who that is. That is uh, the panda himself, my bro uh, from another mother. How are you, Win? I am good. How are you doing? I am good. I am good. It has been one hell of a Tuesday, but it has worked out, and we're here. <laughs> so I'm good. All right. That's right. We in there. We here now. Yeah, we got a good show tonight. We got a good show tonight, so I am excited. And as always, um, y'all know to call in nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four. Press number one if you got a comment. Um, so comment all night in every segment: news, hot topics, show topic. <laughs> call in nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four. Press the number one. So let us know you have a question or a comment. So, yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's get on right to it. Let's take us to the news. What's going on? It's a lot. All right. <laughs> so in the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on in the news. Also, before I jump into that real quick, if you're listening on one of our lives, y'all make sure, again, hit that share button. And, of course, put your comments and questions um, in, um, in there. We'll make sure – We interact. So, all right, in the news tonight. So, first up, um, first up, Cosby Show actor Jeffrey Owen spotted bagging groceries in Trader Joe's uh, in New Jersey. So, the story reads that uh, Cosby Show alum Jeffrey Owens, who played Elvin Thibodeau, the young doctor who married into the Cosby family on the famous sitcom, was photographed working at Trader Joe's in New Jersey. The actor, who was on the sitcom from 1985 to 1992 was spotted by a local shopper at the Clifton, New Jersey store standing behind one of the checkout counters and wearing a Trader Joe's staff shirt with the name tag that read Jeffrey. The shopper who spotted the actor told the Daily Mail that she was grocery shopping with, he was grocery shopping, excuse me, she was grocery shopping with her wife around 7.30 on Saturday evening when she recognized Owen and took some photos. So, yeah, she says, I was just in Trader Joe's, and I said to my wife, hey, wait a minute, that's the guy from the Cosby Show. Uh, convinced that it was the actor, uh, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence proceeded to look up the photos on the actor and lie. So she saw it was him. Since then, um, there was another story that broke yesterday where, uh, of course, there was a big thing about this last couple of days. Uh, Jeffrey made some some statements about saying how listen it's about work. I'm a man. I'm proud to work. Um, this more and this morning, uh, I don't know if it's yesterday, but he quit. He wound up quitting and now has gotten a job on, with Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry came on uh, social media and told him, "Listen, we're about to start filming um, down here in Atlanta. Come on down. We're gonna get you on one of our shows." Um, so, yeah. So something. So, so as my brother said, he said, "Listen, they say what they say in church. What, what, what the devil meant for evil, God meant for good." 
the most important requirement of a flag. I ain't gonna get into that. Anyway, Q, what you think about those? Mm-hmm. Let me let me get let me get your thoughts. So I did not watch the eulogy in full. I've seen bits and pieces and clips, and I watched um, four-ish minutes of the eulogy and the clip. <clears throat> excuse me, and the ad that you sorry. Ah. The article that you shared. So mm-hmm. I watched it, and it was a little all over the place. I can't mm-hmm. say that I was personally offended, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. but I can see how her family. I can see how her family was. Um, I can mm-hmm. see how those who knew her were. Um, if you knew her story, you could also see why people were offended. Um, it was just a bit much me in general, the eulogy was. Like I said, I got about four or so minutes in from what I hear was a 50-minute eulogy, and I thought, damn, if he went on and on for 50 minutes and I couldn't make it through four, I can only imagine how much further left it went before it was all said and done. Um, now, mm-hmm. as far as Bishop and his Roman hands, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care what mm-hmm. up on that stage. Because, you know, that's where we all kind of got sidetracked by the length of her skirt. But, um, yeah, his hand was not where it was supposed to be. And then there were, he was, there were people saying that, like, it did, like, he inched his hand up her rib cage. Bro, how creepy is that? Like, no, that's not any college made fun of her name. That It seems like there was a whole lot of inappropriateness going on at this funeral. Um, and I think there it was part, it seems like it was part of, <laughs> what was the old, oh, my God, what was the old talent show? Where they rub the damn. Oh, uh, so trying to get hollow. Yes, like it was people trying to get they they hosting bug out or something. You know, with all of the acts and things, they're thinking you felt like they need to 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 talk to people up. Like we know why they're here. Mm-hmm. All of the mm-hmm. extras was just it seemed like too much. Even as we were commentating on it, as people watching it, it was just it, it was mm-hmm. obvious that the spirit was gone from what it was supposed to be, in my opinion. His hands were in the wrong okay. spot. Straight up. Okay. Let me, <laughs> so I, I said, I said that. Well, first of all, his hands were definitely in the wrong spot. Um, yeah. I didn't. I'm be honest. I don't. His, his hands were in the wrong spot. Period. Um, the dress or the length of the dress has nothing to do with where his hands were. Um, they were in the wrong spot. Period. I, I'm trying to figure out. Like, I, I get you know, in church you hug people. I get all of that. But I think that I, I don't see how you didn't feel that. Like, you didn't feel your hand was right. That's a problem. Like, I was kind of wondering, like, what, you didn't feel that? And, again, I I don't know. I just wonder why you didn't feel that. I, I don't know. And so I think that was a, that was a problem for me. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the whole I didn't know who you were, it sounded like something at Taco Bell, was an absolutely horrible joke. Um, horrible. You know, there's no, it is what it is, period. It's a bad joke. And so, yeah. you know, I, I didn't have a, I didn't, I didn't take an issue with, I didn't take an issue with the way he was, you know, carried on the service. That's, that's normal in terms of a black funeral or in terms of a funeral. But the hand, bro, you were off. Now, in terms of this eulogy, let me, let me, yeah. someone who's done a few of them. Um, the purpose of the eulogy is supposed to be to a comfort the family and b 
uh, inspire those who who are present to have an encounter with God. And mm. I I and one of the first things that you are taught in preaching is to know your audience. Now, understanding I watched Jasper William preach for several years. That was probably the worst sermon I have ever heard him preach. Mm. But probably the worst. And it's, he sounded to me like a 76-year-old grandfather who was fussing at his at people. Yep. That's what he sounded like. <laughs> yep. um, a long, long now, now was his uh, was his I mean we can you know people can I don't I don't necessarily think that everything that he said was wrong I do, but I think that in that setting that's not the setting to be talking about black on black crime and that aborting or if you say having a child in he said having a child in the home without a father is like aborting a baby I'm like, what? What does this have to do with the occasion? Like the occasion, the audience, none of that fit. But it was just, it was just. Again, I understand. I personally understand where he was trying to do, but I just think mm-hmm. that it was bad. You know, some people would say, you know, um, he had to sit there for six, for seven hours. That does play a part in it. Um, but still, it was just bad. It was bad. Now, my only hope is that, again, um, like I said in my post, and I posted about it up uh, Friday, that, again, the man has been doing this for 60-some-odd years, or for 70, you know, 50, 58 years, I think it was. I hope this doesn't become his legacy because he has done a lot in the area of social justice. He has done a lot in the area of empowering the black community. He's done a lot. So this cannot be his legacy. I think it should be looked at as a mistake. I think it should be looked yeah. at as a huge mistake, but it ain't his legacy. But it was bad. It was it was it was, written, it was bad. I mean, I'm just gonna be honest, it was bad. It yeah. bad. So you know, I don't think it's anything wrong with saying that. I think I'm sure he's called a lot of people sermons bad. Um it was bad. You made them all. That was a hell of a stage to have a packet on, though. It was bad. I mean, it was bad. That's all I used to say. It was bad, you know. It was bad. (laughs) That's all I could say. It was bad. It was. So, love them dearly. It was bad. All right. Um, Last but definitely not least, what's taking the news of the day? Uh, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick um, has been featured in Nike's Just Do It 30th Anniversary ad. Uh, as the NFL continues, according to, US, to the USA Today, it says as the NFL continues to defend itself in an ongoing collusion grievance filed by Colin Kaepernick, its official apparel partner unveiled a new advertisement uh, featuring the former San Francisco 49er quarterback himself. It says, quote, believe in something, the advertisement reads, and white letters in the front of a black and white portrait of Kaepernick, even if it means sacrificing everything. Kaepernick, of course, is a free agent um, and hasn't played since 2016. I mean, as we know, he is in litigation with the NFL for colluding to keep him out of the job. Uh, since then, a couple of, a couple of things um, have happened, of course, 
Uh, we've seen several people who are big man and are burning their and cutting burning their Nike clothes and cutting the swoosh off of their um, their Nike clothes that they already own and Nike already got the money for. And we also see are people saying they're going to boycott Nike for this. What are your thoughts? <laughs> My thoughts <laughs> are, I think it's hilarious that people feel like them burning already purchased items matters because it doesn't. Yeah. It's just funny. Not it's some great memes. Um, really great memes have been shared today behind this. As far as what Nike is doing, um, you know, I love branding. I love marketing. I love talking about it, seeing the nuances of it. At the core of this, this is marketing. They have been watching mm-hmm. for the last two years. Black folks consistently have this argument. It has been a black folk argument. It has been a white folk argument. It's been a left argument, a right argument, a civilian versus veteran argument. It has been an argument. Mm-hmm. Arguments make money. So, therefore, mm-hmm. Nike has chosen to stand on this side of the argument, which seems to be popping, and I personally feel is the right side of the argument. But at the end of the day, I cannot help but see this is brilliant, this as brilliant marketing. Um, mm-hmm. This is, I see, as long game coming through fruition. They have been paying Colin. When no one wanted to fool with Colin, when we were the only ones fooling with Colin, they've been paying him. He's mm-hmm. been getting his little endorsement. Mm-hmm. He's been doing what he had to do, and now it was like hashtag wait for it. Now, boom, drop in. In the midst of all of the other stuff, as we're getting ready to come on to the new election, you know, we're getting ready to get all political all over again. Now is the perfect time to drop this. And then with the, the drama with Venus, you know, and uh, there, there is so much boiling right now that Nike has the prime opportunity to touch into each and every sport, each and every demographic, all of these different niche markets, all of this, and make all of the money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all, okay? So while it's my personal agenda that, you know, decided to rock with, I'm here for it. But at the end of the day, I feel like if they thought the money would have, you know, maybe leaned to the other side, they might have been on that side as well. But with all of the political things that have been going on, they have somehow made a stance, they have made a statement, they have done something to say where they fall, the line that they fall on. Whether it be marketing or otherwise, the history is going to show where they work. So I think at the end of the day, I'll take it. That's a win. That's a win. Good job, Mikey. Good job, Mikey. All of them. But what makes it interesting is they've already, like I said, like one article said, they've already got the NFL money. They've already got the NFL contract. So yeah. They're getting they're gonna they're gonna get paid from that from that stream. And now, um, you know, not only did they release this, but if you looked at I don't know if you looked got a chance to look at the entire campaign, but they've got um uh, Saquon, I forgot his last name, but the run the um the linebacker from um Seattle who's got the you know, got one arm or one hand excuse me, missing a hand. They've got, you know, um a young lady, the, they've got a Nike Hajib, like they've got, mm-hmm. they've got they're, they're going after certain, after specific niche markets, uh, and they're going to get paid, they're going to get paid, so, you know, we saw the stock market dropped a little bit today, I mean, excuse me, the stock dropped a little bit today, but I think that's just what it is, it's dropping today, today. Mm-hmm. so 
Yeah. Um, like I said on my post, bye, because <laughs> it's going to go back up. And, again, to your point, it's a good time just because, um, you know, you've got back-to-school shopping. Then next quarter you've got, you know, the holiday shopping. So all of that means that they're going to be fine. Yeah. But they're going to be fine. So salute, Nike, good job. Um, Cap, good job. I'm just, you know, I, I'm still enamored by the fact that this is still even, – even, first of all, that people still don't want to have the real discussion. I get why, but I mean, I still, you know, I still am like people are just blind to the fact that this has nothing to do. Thank you, Saquon Barkley, that this actually has absolutely nothing to do with disrespecting troops, but that it is about, again, it is about the police brutality, the shooting, the killing of black people, period. Not about disrespect the military. It's not about disrespect. It's nothing that it's simply about that. And because we don't want to have that conversation, um, you know, it's easier to change the narrative. It's easier easier to pretend like it's, it's that's not what we're talking about. But again, any protest that's comfortable is probably not a good protest. So I'm the party going. So good job, Nike. So all right. I think um that's me. go ahead, I'm sorry. No, that's all I said. I think it'll be a good thing. That's all. <laughs> yes. Well, it'll be fine. Yep. All right. This was, that's it. We have, that's, excuse me, that's it for us tonight in the news. Uh, so our first song of the evening is Brown Skin by Josh James. Uh, hang on. After this, we're going to get into our uh, Scoop Nation hot topic. Uh, don't go nowhere. Trust me. Y'all don't want to go anywhere for this. But we got the Scoop Nation Hot Topic coming up right after this song. Um, should I tell them what it is now or should we wait? Say what? Should you play it now? Should I tell them what the Hot Topic is or should I wait? <laughs> yeah, go and tell them. Go and tell them. Go and tell them. So before we go to the song, I'm going to give you a second to think about it. Tonight's Scoop Nation Hot Topic is why is it difficult? for women to initiate sex or intimacy. I'm going to say it again. Why is it so difficult for women to initiate sex or intimacy? So think about that. And then after this song, we're going to get into this topic, and we want to hear your comments or a question. We'll be right back on the Scoop Radio Show. It's Josh James, baby. Daddy to make you smile I've already ran 
jacuzzi with the bubbles. Taking grain to suffer. Sit back down, say nothing. And I'm about to do the talking with my hands. Close your mouth, lay it down. I'm about to roll along that ground. Brown Skin by Josh James. So, again, we're ready for the Scoop Nation Hot Topic. Uh, And so tonight's Hot Topic is brought to you uh, by – oh, it's brought to you by Elegance. No, I'm going to let you do y'all. It's uh, by uh, the the Scoop Nation uh, Health Panel. So if you guys don't know, you are in the Oklahoma City area. Um, this Sunday, 
uh, from 4 to 7, we are hosting a mental health uh, panel where we are going to discuss um, all issues that have to do with mental health. It's a free event. Um, it's going to be, we're going to have our panel, Clinton Patton, Teresa Cooper, and uh, Adelaide Hurd, who are all, uh, um, all have LPCs, and then Andre Dottie, excuse me, who is our resident expert, um, educational expert. Um, so we're going to be talking about mental health, how it affects um, us in our in every area of our lives. So come on out. Again, all you got to do is go to the Eventbrite site and reserve your ticket. It's a free event from 4 o'clock to 7 o'clock um, this coming Sunday. So, all right. So tonight, again, our hot topic is uh, why is it so difficult for women to initiate sex or intimacy? And joining us tonight uh, we got two. We got um, two of our favorites. Um, first is uh, you, you know him as uh, one of the best comedians out of Oklahoma City, uh, Mr. Damon Detroit. What's going on, my brother? Hey, what's going on, Wynn? Hey, Quilla, how y'all doing? <laughs> what's yeah, going man. on, Damon? <laughs> good. <laughs> good. With that last minute. I didn't did that that's a joke. Did you play it on me with my name? And I'm going to let it roll for time's sake. I, I think that's your first <laughs> <laughs> And then, And then we got with us, uh, for, who's a part of the Scoop Nation and one of our sisters as well, we got Miss Quintalyn. What's up, Q? How you doing, Miss Quinn? How you doing? <laughs> hey, everybody. How y'all going? Hey, Bo. Good, good. Hey, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got a we got we got a hot question again. If anybody else wants to call in and weigh in, the number is nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four, and press the number one nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four. Again, the question is, why is it so difficult for women to initiate sex or intimacy? And since me and Damon are gentlemen, we're gonna let the ladies answer this question first. So, uh-huh. Queen, since you are our guest, go ahead and tell us why is it so difficult for women to initiate why? sex or intimacy? Okay, so you're talking about women in general because I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go with women. We're gonna go with women in general then. Oh, well, we're talking about women in general. I, I, it's a stigma behind it. If that makes any sense, because like a lot of the times you you kind of want that that soft and that that pretty and that you know that submissiveness and all of that old good stuff that ain't mean mm-hmm. at all. Okay, so so you think that women have a hard time doing it because they're soft and gentle. Because you no, because they always have to wonder like you know if I say this, would he think this about me or you know and. I don't listen. Let me tell you something. Never mind. <laughs> oh, keep your mind. No, this is a hot topic. Say it. Go ahead. Say it. This is a hot topic. This is the time to say it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, well, I'll say this. I've never had an issue with that when I came into myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, help me understand. So I can say, like, in my younger years, I can kind of see that because I was still self-conscious about me. But me being the woman that I am at 47, 
check this out, Punkin. We doing this, and you gonna like it. So, so, wait, so wait, wait a minute. So you said the thing that before before where you are now, you were not. Be, so your your issue is that you think that part of the reason women don't do it is because they're not comfortable with themselves. You're not comfortable with yourself because when you get to know who you are, being with him is a bonus. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Because really intimacy is more mental than anything else. So if mm-hmm. I mentally think I'm sexy or I think I got bedroom eyes or if it's my smile, or if it's the way that I walk, it's my sense or anything like that, being with you isn't to me is a bonus. And I'ma be me and you know, I know what I like. And I'm going to show you what I like, and you're going to do it, and you're going to like it. So, <laughs> so, so I have that with you. <laughs> I got a quick question. Now, in the beginning, Quinkling, you said that um, some women want to be that soft and, and, and laid back, correct? I, when I say soft and laid back, I'm saying it in the sense that you kind of – don't want to give off a bad image. But what difference does that make if once we get into action, you all the way turned up? You know what I'm saying? They don't be like, all the way turned up. From the conversations I've had with certain people, they still have like this little. Uh, I know some women right here, right now, who still won't let themselves go. Yeah, we know them too. Thank you. That's, that's the genesis of the questions, I think. Yeah. So yeah. I believe well, and, for and them, it's, it's kind of like a, you know, what would somebody else think if I did this or if I said this or if I wore this or if I, you know, they have like that mentality. I just feel like they don't know themselves. Because once you know you, you can kind of like give no what anybody thinks. Well, yeah, you're right about that. But and then some people, some women, some even some men are just prude, and they just aren't there with it. But my mm-hmm. thinking was, you know, um, some people, some women may not want to initiate it. They feel some way about initiating sex or intercourse with the man. But once that man starts it, the woman is all the way there. You know what I'm saying? She's Vanessa Williams uh, or Whatever the, the lady's name is from back in the day in the movie, mm-hmm. y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't understand what the issue is with them, you know, initiating. If you're going to be freak nasty once it starts going, why can't you walk in and be like, baby, drop your drawers. Let me get that. <laughs> you know, that's I think. I think I'm going to chop on this one because I think a lot of this is a lot of what Q, what Quinn said. Damn, now I got to get out of calling you Quinn. <laughs> out of what Quinn said um, because it does have a lot to do with your personal self-confidence, but I think it also has to do with your level of confidence with your partner. Um, if this is your man, I think a lot of people assume that once you become 
once you say you're in a relationship, everything is just free, and you're open to do everything, and you're just this un, you know, no holds barred person with your mate from the word go. That's not how women really work with sex generally. Now, some women, and it, you know, some women are built that way because as soon as I say women are built this way, it'll be 15 women that come say, "I'm okay, I'm alright." Listen, okay, that is the beautifulness about us. The beautiful thing about us, we can all be different. But generally, women need more time to get that level of comfort where we're willing to say, hey, drop that. You know what I mean? Give me that. Because they have to know that in the midst of an argument, those things, those moments won't be thrown up against her. And in the midst of the times when she needs you differently, you won't have to hold that woman, you are looking for that woman all the time. Like, you have to be able to understand you've got to give her that comfort to be that self that she hides. And that doesn't always happen as soon as you become her man. And it's a lot of this, you know, I'm going to go on that whole mental time for it. If you were raised in a house where sex was not discussed, just because you get into a relationship, she's not going to immediately become an aggressor. It just doesn't happen that way. You know, she has to get through some things before she realizes that it's okay. Even as a grown woman, there are still some things that grown-ass women will say, I'm not doing that, because it's just been in them. As long as they've been alive, that ladies don't do that, or whatever the case, don't do that. Like, it just, and those are things that you have to break through personally and solo. Like, you got to be able to admit that there is a, you have to be willing to do that, because it's mental. It is mental. I think a lot of that is mental. Okay, done. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you think? So, well, I was just saying that it's definitely a mental thing um, on both ends. But again, you know, with everything changing in 2018, I don't think that it should be that difficult or that big of a deal for a woman to initiate it sometimes. Maybe not all the time, but sometimes y'all can can get it cracking, you know, come in and have some candles lit or something that, you know, start doing what you got to do. Mm -hmm. Now, I agree with that. I do agree. I don't think women should just be solo laying there waiting for him to come and take it all the time. I do agree. I just think, you know, we blanket say initiate, you know, I don't think you're going to expect her to initiate all the time. But I think sometimes it's awesome. Like, why would you? <laughs> you get a whole new man when you initiate. I'm still, again, I'm still shocked at the number of, I, can, I understand younger, but I am I am shocked by the number of um, of women that I come into contact with. Um, I have discussions with who are uncomfortable, especially when it comes to uh, things like oral sex. Like that kind of like that seems like a whole different. Like oh my god, no! My you know my grandmother told me that there's you know that only them kind of women. I'm like you're 50. You still think like that? It's like it's 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 really embedded into into mm-hmm. some people, and it makes it very difficult. Um, where you know again, where that it's just a, it's just a, it's just a trauma. It's almost literally like a, a mental traumatic thing has happened that some people just can't get past. But look, they talking about grandma told them not to do this and that. They don't know what grandma was doing to Papa back in look, the day. 
Mark Brown, Mark Brown, that had 15 kids. They was a freak. That's what I said. Come on. That look, I, that's what I said. Like, you, you do know she she might have said that, but she probably wasn't sure what she said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. Yeah. Brandy ain't in your room right now. Mm-hmm. Right, she ain't in that. She right. wasn't spending all her time knitting, knitting uh, socks and sweaters. And yeah. Well, my grandmother ain't knit. That wasn't her thing. She's like, that wasn't her thing. But I do. I understand that there's a level of of kind. And I ask. I'm gonna ask the same question I asked on the post because I think as a man, the the just like there's a level of comfort and that you all need, I wonder sometimes if 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 there's a thought to the level of rejection that it feels like to men when you have to always initiate or when you always have to, you know, or even when you do initiate and you're not, you know, and they're like, no, you know, that's, a, that's not the most comfortable space for us. So what do we do? What do we do to help that? Because if it's about how you feel about yourself, that's not something we have any, we can't do anything about that. What? You say you don't think you can do anything about how she feels about herself? I don't think that there's, I don't think that we're the main contributors. I don't think that men are the main contributors to fixing that. We can tell you you're beautiful all day. We can show you that that we love you all day. But if you don't believe it, if you don't do the work in you, then there, what, there's nothing to do. So I, so though I do want to know what are things we can do, I also want to want to say, even when we do it, it's still something that y'all need to do to help yourself. Mhm. Hmm. Yeah. I'm marinating. <laughs> I'm marinating. Well. <laughs> and see, like, I like how you said that, when because, you know, and, and just to touch on, um, like, one of you guys said before about once you get in a relationship with somebody, once you're actually with somebody and as the man, if I got to get it started every time, then, yeah, I'm going to get a little frustrated. Sometimes it's going to be like, okay, well, when you going to spark me? When you going to warm me up, so to say? You know, when are you going to come to me? Because I've seen this going around here on the internet lately as far as men opening up talking about wanting to feel needed more often. Like, and we might not say it, but sometimes we do want y'all to come in and, and for lack of better words, take it. <laughs> no, you're right. When, when you, I actually totally agree with you. When you brought up rejection, Quinn, would you think, I want to ask you this as a woman. I don't think our rejection comes so much in the form of sexual intercourse, but it comes more so in when we try and initiate the intimacy that men might neglect easier. Would you say that? Because when you said rejection earlier, I thought, no, we're not getting rejected like that. But it's because we don't put ourselves in that position. We're not really vulnerable in that way. But we do things like, baby, can I speak to you? Baby, can we do this new thing. Can we do something out of the box? I mean, no, I ain't doing that. That's gay. I ain't doing that. That's an old thing. You know, that type of thing. That's what our rejection mm-hmm. comes in the form. Would you agree with that? 
I think, like, in a sense that, like, if a woman is into a dude, like, just really into him, because you got to know who you with. Mm-hmm. And if she initiates something and it, it's not received in a certain way, she going to step two steps back. Because now yeah. she's thinking, yeah. what's wrong with me? Well, you know, mm-hmm. why this and this and well? Because I didn't heard such and such say this about this and such and such did this or on Facebook, he likes this. You know what I'm saying? So why when I bring it up to the table or whatever, he ain't just really just, you know, jumping off. Like, it ain't, it, ain't, yeah. it, it don't go down in my mind mm-hmm. in real life the same way. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. I say when a woman is not confident in herself, because you get to a point, I can admit in my early, early years, back in the military days, I wasn't exactly open and free for a lot of things because I'm like, man, bump that. And it wasn't nothing that my grandmother said or my mama said and nothing like that. I just wasn't with it. I wasn't that open. But as time goes on and I begin to learn who I am and certain things that I like, you know, because this one person may touch me away that another person can touch me that irritates my soul. <laughs> you know, so you have to you have to like learn. You know what I'm saying? I like that kiss in the back of my neck, but I don't like that from you. <laughs> so you have to learn. I think what I'm saying is, for us, like that rejection, you got to learn who that person is because he may like that, but he may not like it from you. So you got to find what works for you. Most women mm-hmm. don't like rejection. I don't care what they say. They don't like it. I don't like to know that somebody else did something better than me or look better than me. I don't know. I'm not trying to hear none of that. Let me get my best foot effort, and if you don't like it, okay, you don't like it, let me try something else. But ain't going to be too many of the more of them try something else. You don't like some of this. Damn it. Well, <laughs> Well, let me say real quick, real quick. Let me jump in again and say if you have a comment or question and you want to call in, the number is nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four and press the number one nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four. Press the number one so I can know that you've got a comment or a question. Um, and while you're doing that, I'm gonna read these. So um, uh, Shan says that of course it's mental. Sex is ninety five percent mental and five percent physical, in my opinion. Uh, see as do. Um, let me see what the comments I've got. Uh, Tay says you have to make sure that she is comfortable. Um, the, Sasha says turn off the light and light the candle and let her take it from there. So and then then it says that uh, many people need God and confidence. Um, so hold on, we got a caller. Hold on, one second. We got a caller. Caller eight seven five six. What is your question or your comment? Caller eight seven five six. What's your question or comment? Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's, it's good to hear you and good to understand and see everything that you're doing. And as a man that's been married for twelve years, if you have no trust. If you have no confidence in yourself, if you have nothing to actually give to somebody and it's at the same token to bring something to make it work, you are pretty much doing nothing. You are wasting your time, which is the only thing that you have. Everyone that you're talking to has not understood, and it sounds like they don't understand. All it seems like they understand is materialistic stuff, 
and how somebody should make them feel. Well, put your feelings in your back pocket because when you go to work, they don't care about your feelings. If you want to do something, stand up and do it. If somebody don't want to go along with what you're saying, get rid of them and move on to the next. What you need to start doing is being upfront with people, letting them know how you feel, what you think, and how you think it. If you have any other questions outside of that, sounds like you need to go ahead and sit back and uh, go to church and get God in your life because you have no idea of what you're doing out here other than deceiving people on things that you have no clue in what you even want what you really want in your own life. So if you want to do something, be true to yourself. God will provide everything else for you. Church. All right. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm real quiet. All right. That brother said a lot. He got them on here silent. They don't know what to say. No, I'm on mute because I don't know what kind of what I can and cannot say, so I, I went on mute. <laughs> Let's keep it real, y'all know me. Yeah. I mean, it sounds he's just saying. I think he's just saying again, be true to yourself, which is kind of the thing of what we're saying. Be true to yourself and don't look for always somebody to do for you, but you to do for them as well. That's that's what I, what I said. I mean, I can get that. He kind of threw me with the materialistic thing. I was like, well, what's materialistic? We were talking about sex. At least I was. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I I was focused on the sex part. My bad. Um, <laughs> Again, 929-477-2304. Press the number one. Nine two nine four seven seven three zero four. Press number one. Why are you calling me? So here, so let me ask. So, so to his point, do you think that part of the reason why it's so difficult is because there is an expectation from women that men should always initiate? I mean, is that an expectation? Um, I asked the question on the post where I said I think that um, that there is some level of you know. That's kind of how one of the ways um, that you feel like you are desired, like he desires me because he pursues me in this way. Um, And so I wonder if that's part of why that's difficult. What do do y'all think? I think that it is expected. As a man, I think that women expect for us to be the ones to start it. Like in my experiences in my life, you know, women will, a a lot of women will throw hints that they want sex and they'll do little seductive things, but they don't necessarily initiate it. You know, it's like they're consistently waiting on the man to, I guess, take the lead in that situation. That's one of the situations and that's one of the scenarios where we are expected majority of the time to take the lead and and get things started. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like you say uh oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Not sure. Go ahead, put it out there. Speak your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious because I, I do wonder if that is, um, if that's the thought, you know, for for some that you know that this is the expectation. This is well, kind of, you know, again, there, it, there's a desire to oh, be pursued. Okay. Go ahead. Maybe for some. Mhm. Because, like my 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 tribe that I hang with don't have that problem. Because it's like we're a confident booster to each other. We bounce ideas off of each other. You understand what I'm saying? So a lot, mm-hmm. I've been told several times that I'm aggressive. Because it's like if mm-hmm. I said that I want you, that's exactly what I'm going to get. I don't care about you saying no. I just Whoa. have different ways that I need to actually just right. come at you right. I don't, I don't, wait to get what I want. Wait. Because I, I, I dated someone who specifically asked me, he said, so what did you know you want to get with me? I said, the first time I saw you. And he's like, mm-hmm. why are you saying that? I teach your whole game. I told him places, um, hand motion, what he had on all that. I saw him, and I studied him to know what he liked and what he didn't like. So when I did make my move, it was on and popping. So I don't need for you to build up my confidence. I just need to know I'm not walking into a war zone <laughs> because you got a lot of activity going on. If I want you, ain't nothing you can say or do that's going to make me stop coming after you unless you got a wife. And then I'm going to, you know, mm-mm. I'm going <laughs> okay, to nah, war zone can be a good thing, thing, though, depending on what you mean war zone. But I just, I, I don't know. I just think people look at things now because you're looking at not-so-reality reality shows and thinking this is how it goes and this is how you're supposed to act and, you know, this, that, whatever. And if you just really sit down and get to know fellas for who they are, they ain't about that. Most fellas they ain't about all that drama and all that, you know, hoopla and all this, this, that, whatever. They actually just want somebody who they can actually chill with, and if this happens and, you know, it's going to happen, we still cool Mm-hmm. I just feel like you have to have more to offer than that. But it's like when you come to the table and you just put it on the table like this is what I got, this is all I got, then it's a turn off for them. Mm-hmm. So now you at a disadvantage because you're trying to figure out why he likes her so much, what's so special about her. She can be like the least attractive however comma because she stimulated other parts of him than that region down there. I just feel like you have to have a little bit more. It's not so much as having like a nice body or a cute shape and all this old good stuff because that fades. My mother told me long ago, don't let your beauty be all that you worth. So if I have a man that come in at me yeah. talking like, oh, you just so beautiful, you find this shit, whatever, I'm looking at him upside his head. Brad, my yeah. mouth is reckless. <laughs> we don't. All right, call it zero three one. Call it zero three one two. What's your question or comment? What question? Call it zero three one two. What's your question? Talking to us on mute. <laughs> Hello, caller. Hello, are you there? Caller. Yes, we're here. Jesus, right. are you? Hello. Hello. All right, we got 15 seconds left in this segment. 
we got 15 seconds left, so all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up. Thank you, Quinn. Thank you, uh, Mark, <laughs> our callers for calling in on this segment. Y'all were amazing. Really good stuff, Dennis. I'm sorry I see you on hold, but we got to move on. Um, put your comment in the on the live feed, and I'll make sure that we uh, we get to it. Also, uh, thank you, Quinn. Quinn, I appreciate you as always. You are holding. Oh, you can't say my government name. You can't say it. Can't say it. Uh, <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate you for for tuning in, y'all. Uh, we go get to our next segment so we can stay we can stay on time. Alright, so this mm-hmm. next song um is uh Shara C. Kel doesn't hear tonight so I gotta do that. Shara by Cash um featuring Illa, Boy Illinois. Again, this is called Shara by Cash featuring Boy Illinois. And after this we're gonna get into our main topic. Uh uh So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ha. Yeah Cash. I know you feel that, you feel this. Uh. Yeah, see, people think that we be playing. Money to be making, cause they ain't part of this. I can tell why they be hating. Talk around town, say, we the ones that saving. Music in the city, what the fuck you think you thinking? You think you thinking? You think you thinking in our city, in our city, in our city? What the f- you think you thinking? You think you thinking in our city, in our city, in our city? Oh, this here for my home team, born and raised to thirst cream. Stay chasing these street dreams. Can you hear me? Hear me work all day to make ends meet, but sometimes we spend way more than we bring in. Can you feel me? Feel me? Been up and been down. Left thing came back round. Can't nobody stop us. We winning, winning, winning. Life come and life goes. I'm blessed. I've been so so. Watch me flex and pose though. I'm silly, silly. See, people think that we be playing. Money to be making. Cause they ain't part of this. I can tell why they be hating. Talk around town. Say we the ones that saving. Music in the city. What the fuck you think you thinking? You think you thinking, you think you thinking In our city, in our city, in our city What the f*** you think you thinking, you think you thinking In our city, in our city, in our city, oh Hold that thought Brought to you by a boss Taking no loss, of course it costs Spending the dope so I could toss I recoup that, I need the roof back Top down, screw back Head game, you know the fair game Back, back, lie you know it's fucked up, I just came up off a millimeter Suited up, calling shots, I don't work for the Senate either Taking competition now, say I get a milliliter Grinding all my life, I feel like I ran a million meters White collar crime, I swear my innocence I'm a beast when it come to verses, act my enemy Hit up like, why you? But they ain't no kin of me I do what I gotta do, so these ain't sense of me When I go to Manche, ain't too much on my plate Haters like Kisa Sayed, I'm like Ojeshu Wade Double entendre, 3000 on a case Settle for a little less, cause they don't show no face And me don't know no conscience when I'm coming your way Fresh to death, like I got one foot on a grave, I know who next up, and I got my foot on they neck, make them wait, 
Then I make all my sword and flex. See, people yeah. think that we be playing. Money to be making. Cause they ain't part of this. I can tell why they be hating. Talk around town, say, we the ones that saving. Music in the city, what the f you think you thinking? You think you thinking? You think you thinking? In our city, in our city, in our city, what the f you think you thinking? You think you thinking? In our city, in our city, in our city, oh Interesting to me. 
Um, but that, let's go back to the one that had me all googly-eyed and really checking to see how honest this was. 350% more likely to cheat again. That right there is not a very optimistic number, especially right. when we look at marriage rates and things like that, when we talk about marriage. Now, if you're dealing with relationships and things like that, last few days we've even discussed how accurate are you when you say you're cheating if you're not married. Like, is it really cheating if there's no marriage? It's, you know, we're even starting to think about what cheating is. So when I look at this and when we think about fidelity, I'm looking at it from a marriage perspective. But I'm sure Wynn is going to get it to me from the singles perspective. <clears throat> I've always felt that once a cheater, I don't, I don't believe that once a cheater, always a cheater. I think that people go through things, people go through different stages, and sometimes people just aren't in the space to make mature decisions and end things when they should. So, therefore, you get what you get. Um, I also think some people just have flawed characters, and they just don't know how to be, you know, some people just aren't in them to be with one person, and that is it. And But I don't think we should lump either or in together based on one experience. I guess it's where I'm at with that. So with that, we get deeper into it. When I want to know what you think about this once a cheater, always a cheater thought process. What do you think? First of all, I want to say that 350% hurt my soul. Man, like, Whoa, right? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Look, I, had to, I had to pull out my calculator and, like, figure out how they got to that math, but that's, yeah. that's a staggering statistic to say that if you've cheated before, you are 350% more likely to cheat again. So um, I think I think that that particular number, again, like I said, it kind of took, took the wind out of me for, for a second. Um, but I also think that that to your, your what you just said, that a lot of people don't, because a lot of people don't go into it understanding what happens when you cheat, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So I think that a lot of the cheating happens when we're younger, I'm hoping. And then as we mature, quote, unquote, and get older, that you realize that that's just not the type of individual who you choose, who you want to be. And that you understand that really nothing good long term, you know, nothing good can really come from that. If that's the if that's the, the type of person or the type of character that you maintain, um, because whether you you know whether it's living living with the fear that it's going to happen to you, or you know the shame, the guilt, whatever that comes with it, it's it's going it's going to be tough. That's tough. That's tough. Thirty fifty percent is a lot. It is. It's but tough. I also think this has a lot to do with that. This is a personal thing. I think cheating rarely has to do with who you're in the relationship with. Um, and so a lot of people will say, well, choose better. Pick different people. You're picking the wrong people. You're compatible. You know, you, your type is wrong. Whoever you're with, mm-hmm. with this, whoever you cheat with is who you're really supposed to be with. I do not always mm-hmm. believe that the case. No. I think, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, especially if yeah. you Let's see. Sometimes people cheat to fill something that's in them that's missing. And if if they find that in the whether it be the risk, whether it be the 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 um <clears throat> the doting that you do on the other and the new relationship phase and all of that that happens, which 
Like there's all kinds of things, and there's another there's another article that I came about that said that this is often where it comes from. So people are looking for a repeat feeling. They're looking for a repeat, almost like the endorphins that we get from being in love. Like the 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 repetition of whatever satisfaction they get while they're experiencing the affair is what causes them to do that. So when that one ends, you go back. To, maybe it's the makeup phase that they go through when their spouse finds out that they cheated. Now we get to love on him. Now I've got all this extra attention where we've got to get back right and reconnect it up. Like it's a, it's, it, it gets much deeper than just wanting some newness. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot yeah. more to that. And I don't think we should just lump it into, oh, they just cheat. You know, a lot of the time I think there's some real counseling to be had. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, I think in most instances, in most instances, I think that's what it is. I think you've got to, again, you got to realize why you're doing it. What is the need for multiple partners? You know, what is the, what do you, what do you get out of it? What are you trying to, what are you looking for? Um, and then from that, you know, I think that you have to respond accordingly. Um, because every, because I mean, obviously, you know, I think there's a, and then I, I want to, differentiate between being the infidelity that happens in relationships and there's a difference between the infidelity that you have in relationships and then the infidelity of being what we would call being a player. Because technically being a player, you don't necessarily have to be sleeping with all of these people, but typically that's what's going, you know, where it's headed to. So I think we have to you know, again, realize what's the purpose of doing this. What are what what's the void? What's the you know the fracture, the broken, whatever that is. You know, if that's what it is, because if you just want to have um, multiple dating partners, then just don't get into a relationship and just date a bunch of people. But if you say mm-hmm. if you're in a relationship and you're interested in being in a relationship or being in a marriage, then don't. Then you're saying I no longer want to be with other people. I am choosing you above everybody else, or I'm choosing you to spend this period of my life with to try and figure out if we want to move to towards marriage. And once you make that commitment, then you gotta you gotta stop. Period. But what is, what are you really looking for? Right. What are you looking for is really what. I, I agree with that, Wynn. You do have to really decide where are you and stop playing around with where the world says you should be. So I agree with that. You know, don't get into the relationship until you're ready for that. Um, what I wanted to add to what you were saying as far as the whole crossing the threshold, going into the relationship and saying, I don't want to do that anymore, um, if that has been your personality, whether male or female, if all your life you have had the footloose and fancy free thought process when it came to dating. But at some point, you're now at the point where you decide you want to, you know, I'm over that. I'm too old for that. I don't have the energy for that. Whatever your reason to be done with that is. I think, you know, y'all always hear me talking about compatibility. Don't go find someone who's got hard rules. They don't want you looking at nobody. You don't get no friends of the opposite sex. Like, do not put yourself in cold turkey land to the point where your whole life is a risk, okay? Like, find somebody who has an understanding of 
conversation that not necessarily giving passes because people will take what I'm about to say and flip it. Not someone who's going to go easy on you and allow you to go back into your lifestyle, but or to into your previous ways. But find someone who has an understanding of who you really are, like who you are, who you were, someone who you can share your stuff with, so you have the comfort of being who you are as far as uh, whether you're a flirty person. Flirts don't necessarily mean you have to go and end up in a full-on relationship with a person, exchange your phone numbers or whatever, but don't go get with a woman who don't want you to smile at the chicken 7-Eleven who's taking your order. Those people are going to have doomed relationships, and he's going to cheat before the D gets switched over to say y'all living together. So like I said, be smart about when you decide to transition into your life, don't discipline yourself out of cheese. Like, if you're not ready, then it's so dang, don't be ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one is really on you for that. It's when you get into relationships not ready that people start talking crazy about you. But recognize who you are before you decide to share that with somebody else. Get somebody cool. Get somebody who understands that you're laughing, that you're being you. But you're coming home because you don't have to worry about that. So you're not arguing all the time about you just being who you are. Um that's something I've watched with my homies. I've watched with my home girls. I've watched with family. Like, y'all, take the time <laughs> to find somebody who gets you. Okay. I, have a, I have a response. I do have a response to that, but I'm. We have a Quinn. Quinn wants to say something, so I'm gonna let her say something. But then I'm gonna go ahead, Quinn. So it's an interesting topic, and I think like a lot of the times. Well, let me just start here. I have a friend who I used to date, Michael Lou ways back or whatever the case may have been and this person got married again for the third time so my question to him was um, what was so special about this spouse right because you had two other spouses before and this individual told me and I quote well it was nothing special it's just something that I wanted to do because I got tired of doing the same old thing. So I'm like, okay, so at this point, you're calling me about, you know, you my ride or die, you the love of my life, and all this other kind of stuff, my best friend, and with Lou. And I was like, so why would you involve somebody else into your life if you want somebody else? Never gave me a direct answer. And I just... I'm to a point now in my life, and I feel like it's like maturity that you actually have to have because, like, the whole once a player, always a player, I believe somebody can be reformed and not do that anymore because now you want something different. But I think it's a mindset. If you're not going to be mature enough to go to your partner and say, listen, I'm not happy. I don't know what it is that we need to do, but we need to figure it out. Because I don't want to go outside of what I have right here. And we're not going to ever get anywhere. Like, a lot of people blame everything on social media. I don't believe social media is making people cheat. I just think it's making it easier for them to do something that they already wanted to do. It's a different avenue. But I just think, like, that number that you're talking about, that 300, David, listen, don't cheat on me. I'm, I'm not the one you want to cheat on. Oh God. Okay, let's stop. Let's stop. We don't need nobody. We don't want you to, don't want you to say nothing that's going to be used. They're going to use that they can use in the court of law. 
Listen, I know the law. I had to study it a couple of times, but never mind. I'm going to go back on mute. Go ahead. Okay. So let me... All right, thanks, Lynn. Let me say this. I think that I think that to Keita, your to your a person, even if a person, I do agree that you that cold turkey is going to be difficult for that person. But I think it's actually necessary and appropriate is healthy boundaries. Because if a person, if this has been your lifestyle, then I think to develop healthy boundaries that you and your partner are comfortable with um, is, is fair because if you're going into this, and especially if your, your partner knows that this is your history, there's a level, enough time hasn't gone by yet to just establish trust that you're just flirting or you know how to, you now know how to control whatever it was that was the issue before. So I think there's a need for healthy boundaries that say um, these are the things that I'm comfortable with. These are the things I'm not comfortable with. These are the things that you know we we are we're fair or not fair. I think that is acceptable to you know to to require. I agree to a certain point. I'm not when I and I think maybe because I didn't I didn't I probably didn't completely express myself enough. What I meant by that, I'm not saying find someone who's going to allow you to do what you've always done. What I'm saying Mm -hmm. is find someone who can recognize where you were, recognize where you say you want to be, be willing to take that walk with you within boundaries. You know, I'm team boundary. I'm all for a boundary and a standard and all of that. But what I'm saying is you cannot go from player player to first lady overnight. That should absolutely not be the first. When you say I am now going to stop being a player, to go find the absolute opposite of who you are, someone who feels everything about who you were is completely backwards when it comes into a relationship. You are going to be miserable, and you will cheat again if only to relax. That's what I'm saying. You have to find someone who is not going to beat you up for your journey. That's what I'm saying. Not mm-hmm. not someone okay. who's going to go out and allow you to do all the dumb shit that you did before. <laughs> like, that's not yeah, That's yeah, not I'm good. That's okay, not good. You're not going to be here with that. Say it again. I'm sorry, I can get with that. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I couldn't go, I could not, if me and James were to divorce, and this is even, this is just on compatibility. If James and I were to, to divorce, there's absolutely a type of man that I would not be compatible with. Even if I wanted mm-hmm. something different than what my husband is, there is a certain type of personality that I absolutely would not mesh with at all, period, not be in. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. once you know that about yourself, don't put yourself in those positions to set you up for failure. Is what the gist of what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can yeah. So basically, what you're saying is, if something were to happen, you ain't gonna be the first lady. I, I understand. Oh, I wouldn't no. want to be. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to. No. I ain't built for it, bro. He gonna pray for me. That's all he can do. That's all the pastor can do. That's all he's gonna do. So the other the other part about this was that I thought was, was 
rather interesting. I like the, the other in the other article how it talked about the difference between was it passion and effect, and I thought that was pretty. That was a pretty interesting um, uh, comparison. Um, so, so saying that for those who, are, and I'll post the article, but saying how that if a person does, basically saying that <clears throat> that if it's a one-time thing, then it's it's an effect. But if it's a something that happens multiple times, then it is a character flaw and and, and is a passion. I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty interesting. First of all, I thought it was interesting because of the words that he used, the wording. But I also thought it was interesting because though he never. Ex- or never gives a number, um, he does say that, you know, people can make a mistake. And I don't think, you know, but if you continuously make this mistake, then there's something, you know, there's something deeper that's going on, which is, which I would agree with. Um, I don't think that we ever put enough language to it, again, to understand whether or not it's one or the other. We typically either say, if you do it once, you're gone. Or are we on the other end of that spectrum, where we allow where we allow it to happen too many times, and the person mm-hmm. never right. doesn't try to you know make any changes or adjustments because they think that's that's just that's just who I am, so take it or leave it type of thing. So I, I thought I thought that was a, a pretty interesting um, argument that he makes because um, again he talks about how people do it who who do it for passion are doing it for power. They're doing it for. They're not doing it for intimacy. They're doing it for, for power. They're doing it to fill a void. They're doing it for you know some other other reason that really just shows that there's something that's going on with them that they need to deal with. Yep. I um yeah, said, I found that yeah because the article did take a long time to get to that point, but it did it did finally make the point. Um, you know, you can go through one time you can often attribute to a specific like a root. You know what I'm saying? This thing happened and I think that's why those stats um were so intriguing to me as far as the um <clears throat> the the get back. You know, I'll do it as a revenge thing or convenience as who I'm working with, you know, that type of thing. When you identify what those your reasons are then you can fix it. You can say, okay, well, I was in a situation at work where I was with this person or I was, I had too much freedom to move about the cabin, and I don't need to work in a space like this. I need to be somewhere where there's a little more eyes, I have a little less fragilization, I can be a little more focused. That's something that you can fix. You can identify the root, fix it, and move on. When this is just something that you're going to do no matter what you're going to do, again, like what we were talking about earlier, I agree. That is absolutely a character flaw. And I, it, it finally got to it. I was like, ah, there we go. Boom. Now I understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> and when you all read the article, you know what I'm talking about. But, yes, read it because it does make it, it does make a difference. Um, it makes you think about it differently and how quickly. When would you say, this is a question I wanted to ask you also, because we talk about this in the scoop a lot as far as um, once you do it, that's just it. And But whenever there's an opportunity to express a why, we're quick to dismiss it um, as no, 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 or the woman is weak or the man is, you know, thirsty because he's allowed to be abused this way or treated this way or whatever the case may be. Did this article or did this thought process of adding a, a reason to it make more sense 
as a, in, in, in comparison to the character flaw part of that, or do you think it's all, you know, is it a case-by-case situation? Mm, I, I think the way the article talks about it, I think actually the article is, is, is spot on. I think mm-hmm. what's difficult is, I think the case-by-case case is the reason. So I think that it's, it's correct in saying, you know, in grouping passion effect versus passion. But I think where the intricacy comes in is where or what is it, if it's, if it's an issue of passion, what is the character or what is the thought process or what is the heart issue, the soul issue that's present that makes, that makes you unable to pull in um, to make a better decision. Yeah, pulling is a bad word, but to make a better decision. So what's broke? I think that's where the the intricacy comes, and I think we don't. I think people in general who do what you just said do it because that's not their issue. And if it's not your mm-hmm. issue, then it's easy for you to dismiss why it's somebody else has said struggle because it's not yours. So you don't understand it. You don't know what it's like to to struggle with it. You don't understand how it is to be. You know. To, to struggle with that or deal with that. So to you, it's just like, oh, stop doing it. It's like that's mm-hmm. not that easy. Not that easy. No, if that's not. your struggle. So, I think, yeah, I think, it, I, would, I think it's good. <clears throat> oh, wow. This is, this, we are, this is happening every time. We are at time, y'all. Can you believe that? That segment, like, blew <laughs> by. <laughs> oh, okay. That's all right. Yeah, I, yeah. I think yeah. This, but again, I think we just. I think. Yeah, go ahead and wrap it up. I'm gonna let you wrap this one up. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> right. I see. I see Kels in the inbox. You know, like I hear it in spirit. I'm feeling up. Okay. So, <laughs> right. I'm yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I appreciate you guys getting in with this conversation on this evening, and I really, really encourage you guys to. Check out those articles that we shared. I think it would give us a little more um, insight into this because it would also help us to relate to each other that both relate to each other in a non-romantic way because it will help us to identify different triggers in each other and maybe help us to love each other better from a just human-to-human perspective if we allow each other a little more room to for why. I think is what I got from after reading those articles because there's a lot of rationale and reasons why people do what we do, but like Wynn just said, until we connect with it, it's hard. So um, I think this conversation, it sounds funny when he's talking about I don't want to be a player anymore, but you really have to think about the shift that a person has to make to move into that space, to say I don't want to do this thing anymore, I want to make a life change into this thing. And that's commendable regardless of what stage of life you decide you want to take that on. So I appreciate y'all for going down that trail with us on this evening. It was a really, really good conversation. Thank you to my live viewers for chatting with me and doing my good commentary back and forth. Thank you for everyone who called in. Uh, Quinn, appreciate you both uh, for that good conversation. And we are going to let Wynn take his two cents before we move on into our next song. What you got, bro? Um, I thought you was closing. No, um, the only comment I have about that, again, is, is I think that ultimately – Again, decision-making processes can be changed. When it comes down to it, you have to want you have to want to walk through the process, through the painful process of dealing with whatever it is that 
you know, finding out what your what the root is, finding out what the you know, what the reason is that you that you cannot that you cannot consistently make good, healthy decisions in any area of your life. Um, especially realizing that you are once you realize number one, that this what this says about your your character and number two, how this affects other individuals that we should be loving yeah. enough individuals to A, not want to hurt ourselves, and B, not want to hurt somebody else. And that alone should, again, it's, it's, it's a painful process, but it should at least put us in the position where we say, I'm going to attempt to walk through this battlefield, to walk through my, my own mind, my own heart, my own soul, to figure out um, what it is that, that continues to push me towards making this bad decision. So. Again, I, you know, I don't say condemning them because I've been been there, done that. I had to do it, so I understand. But again, once you decide that this is the type of man, this is the type of woman I want to be, then you can make the change. So, all right, y'all. Um, this next song is "All I Need" by Queen Leah. <laughs> I was ready for it.
right, all right. That was Queen Leah with All I Need. Love her voice. It's so, so melodic. I'm here for that. Um, but before I go ahead and bring on Mother Maybelline, I wanted to remind you guys that Elegance by Design is your source for all of your hair and natural hair and skin care needs. Um, that is www.elegancebydesign.com. If you plan on coming out to the Back to My Roots Roots and Colors Fashion Show on September 16th, you'll get to try out that good old sexy shea butter. So get to Back to My Roots BTMRclothing.com to purchase your tickets um, so that you can come and get yours in your goodie bag. Or you can go to elegancebydesign.com and order your full size today. Um, without further ado, I would love to bring on my mother, Maybelline, who is amazing and has a really, really good topic for us tonight. So I know I usually go into a long, drawn-out introduction, but I'm super excited about the title of this, so I want to shut up and let her get her time in. Um, well, we are discussing the four-letter superpower, love. The four-letter superpower. Like, that is a powerful title right there. So I'm here for that. Uh, mother Maybelline. I'm gonna be with like I'm gonna do like good cheer and do and sit and let the grown folks talk and just don't soak up all this good wisdom on this evening. <laughs> How you feeling, honey? Girl, go to go to cue my song. Well, what man got to do? I got to do it. Hey, y'all didn't know that song now, did you? What man but a second hand emotion? Because I love girl. Oh, what's love got to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> How y'all doing tonight? Doing good. good. Doing good. Check your combo all night, so we're ready for you. Well, my live viewers is hopping on, honey. I'm excited. Let me let me first give y'all a, a fair warning. Now, Mother Maybelline, now hold on now. William Trotter, don't you come on here talking about my hair. And your hairline is completely invisible. Don't do, Mother. Come on now. Yeah. I'm going to call that old William Carter ask me if my hair piece on the reverse side this week. <laughs> I'm, asking, I'm asking William Trotter, a.k.a. Sweetie Jones, is your hairline still invisible? Let me move on. We got work to do. Look, <laughs> I was trying to tell the people, mother is a little hoarse tonight. Y'all going to have to bear with me. I done got a good shot on on service on Sunday morning. All right. And I got a good shot on yesterday because, thank God, I had some liquor left in my cabinet before the liquor store had closed on Saturday. I ain't ashamed to tell it. Somebody say amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, y'all want to, y'all ain't no future in your fun. Y'all want to act funny like y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. Ain't no problem on my life on my phone. Had no no cup no uh, adult genie, and we loving it. Come on now, come on somebody. I know it ain't just me now, but anyway, I'm hot. <laughs> I didn't really holler about the liquor now. I'm I got I'm diabetic. <laughs> I, I'm hot tonight, so y'all just bear with me if my voice go out and I start to just mouth like uh, in the old karate movies. If I look like Bruce Lena, not Bruce Lee, Bruce Lena. Y'all just gone on and click like and hit the share button anyway and just pray for me for the ministry of uh, soothing throat. Somebody pray for the for the power of lifting tea to just hit my throat right now with honey and lemon. Thank you, sugar, in advance. Now, mm-hmm. now, you, girl, thank you for that announcement. Honey, I'm excited about this topic. I got chills 
thinking about honey the superpower. The four letter superpower is love. Girl, we finna get off into this thing. I know I only got a little bit of time, but honey, we gonna tear this thing apart. In nine minutes, somebody gonna get the Holy Ghost, uh, a holy maybe something. Maybelline, you're gonna run a couple laps around your neighborhood. Just hold on to your seat because we about to take a ride. Baby, I appreciate you for announcing me. You always do a good job. You do a good job. Bishop Burns, mm-hmm. I'm saluting yes, you with ma'am. two fingers. Honey, we are soldiers <laughs> in the army. You keep pushing that plow, brother. That's what you do. Amen. Now, who, Amen. who the other princess that was on the phone? Because I know Carol is out uh, with uh, Housewives. Her and Keisha is out there on that stand somewhere in the corner. Record us an episode later this week. I'm going to have to have them a guest on my show. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the other prison we got on the line tonight so I can say hello? It's just us tonight. We had had people on for Hot Topic. We had Damon and and Quindlin on for Hot Topic, but it's just us tonight. Uh, Okay. Well, Quindlin, if you can hear me, honey, you might need to go try to work at 104.5. Is that the station? Because, girl, you sound real good on the radio. I thought she was working. Yeah, I do. All right. Y'all were talking about cheating. I'm going to leave that alone, child. We're talking about love tonight. Because cheating is not love. Now, we can talking about love. Now, look here. I had two really good conversations today with two good friends. Now, one of, one of my friends uh, talked to me about love. And, boy, I tell you what, it did something to me. I've got to share this word with y'all that came in my mind. Now, another one of my friends said, Mother Maybelline, I know you're not feeling well tonight, but I'm going to need you to come hard and hit it. I hope the Holy mm-hmm. Ghost comes to the phone line and he just starts screaming and crying and shouting tonight. I'm telling you right now, Mother Maybelline got a word for y'all tonight. We are talking about the four-letter superpower, love. Now, I know when y'all see the word superpower, y'all thinking about Spider-Man, you're thinking about uh, who that man in that red suit, uh, what's the name? Is that Iron Man? Iron Man and mm-hmm. Captain America. You're thinking of all these people and Superman, they got these big muscles and they can take one fingertip and stop a train that's coming down the track at a thousand miles an hour and all this power they can do, they can lift up tall buildings and fly through the sky. I want y'all to know tonight that love is a superpower even greater than what all those people together can do. Y'all understand what I'm saying, don't you? Mm-hmm. First, you got to really understand what love is. To understand, some of y'all think you might be doing some serious loving. I want you to know, I'm not talking about the loving when your POF inbox is popping at three o'clock in the morning. This is a different kind of love. We on the same thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, now, because mm-hmm. somebody gonna think it's that late night creeping loving, honey. I ain't talking about that. I ain't talking about that X-rated loving. I'm talking about real loving. <laughs> And when my friend was talking to me today, it ain't none of y'all being who he is. He a deacon. <laughs> he was talking to me about love and what he talked about was how love is the highest level of understanding. I had to chew on that a little bit. I had to literally take my dishes out of my mouth and just chew on my gums for about two good minutes thinking about what he said to me. Love. And y'all wait till you get my age and you chewing on your gums now. Don't, don't, don't. Don't make fun of your elderly. It's going to be you one day. Now, I thought about what he said about love, and he was talking about Corinthians. I went on and looked over at Corinthians. And, and when y'all, for all of y'all coming in now, Mother Maybelline and Artist said she's whore. Don't come on and make no jokes about my boys because, you know, I got my shotgun. I have to find you and your mom and your family and check all of y'all now. It's old school over here. But I do want you to click like 
And I do want to hit that share button as soon as you come on in. We're on a school radio show tonight now, every Tuesday night. Now, listen, what Corinthians is talking about is what love is. One of the first things it said was love is patient. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's cricket. You use the word patience, honey, and a lot of folks going to turn around and they ain't, it ain't hurt nothing else you say. I said the word patient, and some of y'all right now can't hear nothing else I'm saying. I look like this. After I said the word patience, honey, your attention span just shut off. Mm-hmm. Who out there really asking for patience? Nobody. Because we don't want to be patient for nothing. Everything we do is quick, fast, and in a hurry nowadays. You want a microwave solution for everything you got going, including your love. You want it right now. You don't want to marinate nothing. You don't want to build nothing. You don't want to work on nothing. You want your love to be popped in the microwave like a brownie and be ready in 45 seconds. That's why it ain't real love. Love is patient. Now, I done heard some saved folks say, baby, I ain't praying for patience. Because if you pray for patience, God will make you go through some stuff. Let me tell you something. Whether you pray for patience or not, you live long enough, honey, you're going to have to learn how to get your son now. Either that or you're going to run up in all kinds of places going off on people all the time and going postal. Love is patient. Love is not when that elderly lady is driving in front of you and you try to run her off the road because you left your house 30 minutes late to go to work. Now you mad that she's driving the speed limit. That ain't love. That ain't patience. <laughs> you know, when you're standing in line behind that grocery store with that woman with them 11 kids and she pulling out her food stamp card, and really you're mad because you ain't got no food stamp yet. I wish she hurry up with all them bad kids. Well, you know what to say, them bad eight kids. That's what to say. I ain't going to say it, though. That ain't patience. Mm-hmm. That ain't patience. You know, it also said that love is kind. Mm. K-I-N-D. That's another powerful four-letter word. Love is kind. How you doing, Earl? I used to date your boom daddy. Earl said, shut your mouth and keep on talking. I'll show will. Mm-hmm. I'm just playing. But love is kind. That means some of them words that y'all saying to people, you know how y'all doing, folks. Love is kind. And I mean real kind. I don't mean that kind where some of y'all is meeting and greeting folks and you on Facebook loving on them, but in private you screenshotting them and talking about them like a dog. Baby, that ain't really kind. That's another four-letter word. It's called F-A-K-E. But we're going to leave that where it is. Love is patient and love is kind. That means the first thing I think about, no matter how you treat me, is I'm going to put a little dab of some sugar on top. Y'all ever heard of, uh, what's her name, Mary Poppins, used to say a spoonful of sugar will let the medicine go down? Mm-hmm. Baby, a spoonful of sugar can cure anything. Love can cure anything. Love is patient, it's not kind. Guess what else is said about love? Because i got a couple minutes left. It said that love does not envy. How many of y'all is jealous? I mean, really, you won't admit it to yourself, but you kind of got funny feelings even about somebody close to you that looks like they're doing a little bit more than you are. And it ain't that you can't do the same thing they're doing, but you're not motivated. So you're envying people that you claim that you love. Let me tell you how you know you envy them, because every time something good happens for them, you come up missing. Your congratulations ain't sincere. They ask you to do something to support them. You can't even do it. Some of y'all watching my video now won't get shared because you're envy Maybelline. I'm going to tell the truth and show the devil. You can't make nobody laugh and you're mad because mother can't. I'm just telling the truth. 
But if you love me, you ain't going to envy all this gray hair. You're going to embrace me. Love does not boast. Honey, some of y'all are constantly bragging about your red bottoms and your, and your uh, 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 what's some of them, them weaves, cute? Help me out, girl. You do products and stuff. You know, Brazilian weave, and some of y'all men is bragging about all the motorcycles and cars you got, bragging about all the women you got. You can't keep man one of them. That's why you got so many rotating. None of them want to stay with you because you don't know what love is. Real love. See, love doesn't boast. But some of y'all is bragging all the time, and then in between your bragging, you got to nerd to post a scripture every five minutes. We tired of seeing Let's get real. Love is not proud. That means if I know I'm wrong, I'm going to go and humble myself and say, look here, sugar. Now, mother might be wrong. Now, it might take me a minute to get to it. It might take me a couple of games at the bingo hall, you know, a couple of rounds, go see my friend Deacon Brown, you know, hit the town. But, I might, but it might take me some time, but I'll come back and tell you if I'm not proud. Because love won't let me be proud. Love is going to let me humble myself and bring it down and not to say, you know what? I probably can work on that. It also said love is not rude. Some of y'all are flat out rude, baby. I pass some of y'all in the soul with your nasty attitude. I speak to you and say, how you doing, sis? And you got the nerve looking bad as you do. You ought to be glad anybody talking to you at all. But you're rude. But then you claim you got love for your people. Girl, put your fist down. That ain't love. It's rude. <laughs> love is not self-seeking. You see, the key word in self-seeking is self. Some of y'all is about self-gratification, self-satisfying, self-fulfilling. <laughs> Everything is all about me, myself, and I. Listen, the only time me, myself, and I was cute was back in the 80s when it was a hip-hop song. Otherwise, it ain't cute. Some of y'all young people don't even know what I'm talking about. But it was a song. It's just me, myself, and I. That's the only time that was cute. It ain't cute when you're talking about love. You can't talk about we. Talking about you. We got to talk about us when we talk about love. And we, I'm talking about agape love. Like I said, not your late night creeping in the inbox love. I mean real sustaining love. And I'm, I'm getting ready to get on out of here. But love is not aided easily. Some of y'all get mad at the drop of a hat. Some of y'all get mad if folks don't agree with your little post on Facebook. So I know you get mad about other things. If you get mad about something that's Fantasy Island is Facebook, you're cuckoo. Because that means in real life, baby, you'll go off in a heartbeat. Tell me how that's love. And the final thing that it really talked about was love keeps no record of wrongdoing. How many of y'all just today reminded somebody of something they did wrong? I don't care if it was your kids, if it was your boss, if it was your friend, if it was your neighbor. If you really love somebody, how many times do you have to repeat over and over again? Over and over again what they did wrong. I'm going to wrap up, y'all, but I, I got to leave on this note on a serious note. Love is a superpower, y'all, because if it covers all sins, if it covers everything, that means it is healing. That means it's strong, it's powerful. It can fix broken relationships. It can fix broken hearts. It can fix bad financial situations. It can fix illness. It can fix some of these issues some of y'all got with Nike. I got on a pair now. Honey, love can fix all of that. Y'all worried about who's flopping on the knee, who not. Number 45 in the White House running his mouth, face is flamed up and staying red. That ain't love. That ain't love, y'all. We got to shut that down. 
I'm going to say this last thought before I go, and this is for my believers. Now, I ain't going to really hold you accountable if you're not a believer, but if you say you're a believer, in Ephesians it talks about whoever lives in love lives in God. If you ain't living in love, you ain't living in God. Bottom line, if you can't love people like you want to be loved, baby, you're not real. I don't care for you mothers, you minister wives, deaconess, I love you. I don't care how big your hat is, how tall that heel is on your stiletto, or how silk that handkerchief is on your little pretty knee. If you ain't loving, it don't matter. Same thing to y'all me. I don't care how fly your suspenders is and how many Rolex watches you got. If you ain't loving nobody, you're not living in God. Stop telling that lie. Stop getting up Sunday morning, wasting our time testifying, and stop judging other people for their wrongdoing when you can't even love. Because sometimes a sinner can love harder than we do. That's all I got, y'all. But love is a superpower. I'm telling you now, if we all cape up and put love on, I guarantee you we'll kill a lot of this mess going on in the U.S. I challenge you. Try it. Y'all go ahead now, Scoop. I'm done, y'all. Mm. All right. Here for that. <laughs> all right. You go in there tomorrow, you like Wonder Woman. You, you go in there like Wonder Woman tomorrow. You take that live sort of love girl and just wrap it around and reel them on in and make it tell you the truth. <laughs> Wrap it up, Wrap it up. I'll do that for you. Wrap them up. I love y'all. I know I didn't leave you with all the time, so I'm going to go on and get off. We'll see you next time, sugar. All right. Thank you, Mikey. Good job. All right, now. Let her go on and get her rest and eat. Yeah, that's good. I'm tired. Sorry. Hold on. All right, just the closing remarks we got. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Q, you up to close us out? <laughs> All right. I am going to share with you guys again about the Back to My Roots, Roots and Colors fashion show that is coming up. That is actually the most um, pressing thing that Elegance by Design is doing. Uh, like I stated earlier, we're going to be in the goodie bag um, as well as uh, sponsoring the show, and again, I want to invite you guys to come out and hang with us on this Sunday. When is going to give you all the, the super details about that? But Kels and I will be super excited to see you guys, like to give y'all some hugs, to see some faces, and have some really good conversation with our uh, speakers. So come on out and hang with us. Definitely. You got anything going on with Elegance by Design? Any sales going on? No, I don't have any sales right now. I am um, I'm preparing the fashion show. We're doing goodie bags, and I don't do, like, cards in the goodie bag. So if you come to the goodie bag, if you come and you get a goodie bag, you are getting you're getting hooked up. So come on out. <laughs> so come on out. But after that, we'll do sales later on. All right? I see y'all in the place. <laughs> wow, cool, cool. All right. Yep. Um, so let's see. We got the word on Wednesday is tomorrow, so. Uh, Pastor Burns will continue in his series called The Emancipation, which he's going through the book of Galatians. So that's at 7 o'clock p.m. Tomorrow's a 30-minute Bible study. So you get in, you get out, and you get something good. Um, So tune in tomorrow right back here at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com with Pastor Burns and the word on Wednesday. Um, So um, this month, the month of September is my birthday, so yes. we are running a special uh, advertising special uh, here at Global Drive in commemoration or in of my birthday. 
Um, so if you are uh, looking to finish off this year on a strong note, meaning you want to get your business out in front of more people, um, then I recommend that you take advantage of our, our uh, birthday sale. So what do you get in this sale? So you would get uh, three sponsored posts in the Scoop Nation and across our social media pages per week. You get a weekly ad on this radio show, and you would get an ad in Nouveau Exposure magazine. Normally, our advertising packages cost $100 a month, but for this month, since it is my birthday, um, I, we are doing $25 per month with a minimum of four months. So for the price of one month, you can get four months advertising with us. This deal is only good through the end of September, so you need to get with me before then. Uh, in order to take advantage of the advertising deal. So you can email me at globaldriveradio at gmail.com, uh, or if you want to have a question, you want to DM me on social media, or uh, you can do that as well. So, again, that's globaldriveradio, one word, at gmail.com, or you can um, DM me or inbox me on social media. Um, as Keith said, Saturday, we do – Sunday, excuse me, there is a uh, – Sunday, yeah, Sunday at 4 o'clock, mental health panel. Um, want to be there for that. It's going to be a really good time with our four professionals. We've got three counselors, one, um, one uh, um, educational uh, instructor, professional extraordinaire, travels the world, um, and Dre Dowdy. Um, so you want to be there for that. Q and K are going to lead that, and it's going to be phenomenal. So, again, it's at Southwest Christian University, but you need to go to the Eventbrite page and RSVP. We are actually sitting up. So um, don't, don't wait to the last minute and you just can't walk in. You need to register for it. Um, and then what else am I missing? Nouveau Exposure. If you have not downloaded your copy of Nouveau Exposure, um, do that today. Go to NouveauExposure.org. Again, it's NouveauExposure.org to get your copy of the latest publication. It is fire. Um, and then, last but definitely not least, if you are an independent music artist and you have music that you want played, you got to get it to us. We will definitely play it like you heard tonight. Um, we will get your song out there. We'll play it. Email it to us at globaldriveradio at gmail.com. The MP3 radio edited version of your song and artwork to globaldriveradio at gmail.com. Thank you to Q. Thank you, Kel. You can hurry up and come home safe. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners on our lives, our callers, Quinn. Thank you. Alright, so y'all have a good rest of the week. We'll see y'all later.